What up, guys? Thank you for tuning in. Wait, 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 wait. Let me let me retract that. We got something special for you guys. Definitely. Definitely. Before we start anything, let's talk about that. You want to do that? Yeah, let's do that now. Okay, so we got a bunch of talent in the room, and it's really making me nervous. But you know what <laughs> makes me feel way calmer about it all? Barbecue. Mm. And this is what I wanted to... Okay, so Stanley's Barbecue, world-famous Stanley's Barbecue... Uh, is doing an awesome event called Home for the Holidays Acoustic Showcase. All right. We not only have two tickets to this show for December 22nd at 8 p.m., we also have a $20 gift card to Stanley's Barbecue to give away on the show tonight. So I bet you're wondering, man, how can I get up all in that? Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. All you have to do is go... To your Facebook, you're going to go home for the holidays. You'll see the event page for this event uh, when you when you search it in Facebook. You go to that event page. This is for mom. This is for this is for you. If you're listening, go to the event page, home for the holidays. Share the event with all your friends. Okay. Then you tag Brewing Community Live, the show that you're listening to right now that you're watching, and three friends. That you'd like to take two you're going to take another friend right because you got two tickets and that third person you'll give that gift certificate to right so that's up to you to decide like who gets barbecue who gets to the show that kind of thing but what you got to do you go to the event page home for the holidays you share that event you tag brewing community live and three friends and then from there you're entered to win two tickets to this awesome show and twenty dollars worth of Stanley's world famous barbecue. Boom. That's all you got to do. Now go now 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 now. I mean, yeah, it's up that, to you. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But yeah, we want to thank uh, Trent, Trent for uh, getting for that sure. rolling for us for sure. Yeah. And Stanley's yeah. Doing, Trent, doing Trent's the cool man stuff. behind all the video cameras uh, going live right now. This is just what millennials do. We just go we live on social media. We give stuff away for free. We give away for free. We give away. Don't make no sense. Don't make no but sense. But we're going to brew a community. We're going to brew us in community. Yeah, so, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in today, man. We got, a, we got man, we got some awesome people on this thing. But uh, Brewing Community Live Facebook page. Go there. Like it. Share it. We're going to start doing all of our live feeds off of that thing. So get used to it, folks, because we are legit. We're on uh, iTunes, all that business. We're on uh, SoundCloud if you're on Android. Yeah. SoundCloud.com slash Brewing Community Podcast. And, man, uh, you know, we, we all the time go coffee outside live. You know, we just recently made a, uh, another Facebook page to do Brewing Community. If, the, if, you, if you tune into the podcast, you just like the Facebook page for the podcast. Brewing Community Live, give us a like. We love you and all that kind of stuff. Now that all the other all that stuff's out of the way, which is exciting <coughs> in its own right, we have three phenomenal gentlemen that uh, have, have decided to join us today. Carlos, who are these guys? And let's start with their Douglas Boyd. What's up, Doug? Hey, yo. How's it going? Good. Ian, what up? How's it? You got to lean into the mic. You got to lean into the mic. Oh, what up? <laughs> Mr. Mark, Mr. Mark Beavers. What's up, brother? Hey, guys. <laughs> All right. There we go. Well, there they are. All right. So, Brewing Community. 
<laughs> so pretty much what we do on the show, if, you've, if this is your first time, man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here. But what we do on the show is get to know the people that are in the community doing awesome stuff. And these guys, these three guys are musicians that, I mean, they're legends. If, if you've ever played music in Tyler, <laughs> it's probably thanks to one of these one of these three guys. Legendary. 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 So um, let's kind of do like a real quick, like two second, um, hey, my name's, you know, blank is what my sign is this and this is what i do okay so doug go first well my name is douglas j boyd and i'm an aries all right love it (laughs) (laughs) i moved to tyler a couple years ago um before i moved here i was a touring musician went all over the place played with uh, a few bands the last one that came through uh tyler was uh bugaboo you can check that out uh as it stands right now i do more sound engineering than i do playing but i do still play every thursday night at breakers with ian and mark um, and I do booking and sound engineering around the Tyler area. We can get into that a little bit more later. Um, but yeah, I, uh, one of my big goals while I'm here is to help grow the music community in Tyler because I think there's a lot going on. Right on. Ooh. There's a lot going on. Yeah. My name is Mark Beavers. <laughs> 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 Fake news. Uh, just kidding. My name is Ian Power. Um, from here in Tyler, I guess I've lived here for a little while. Um, yeah, I'm working on recording an album right now mm-hmm. with uh, with Doug and Mark. Um, working with a buddy John Hetherington. It's gonna be good stuff. Of knife fighting and Chakra Khan fame. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> another legendary person there. Very very talented, handsome. Yes, oh, quite handsome. Sweet, he's a sweet guy. It's got a beautiful home. Right on. That's it. Yeah. That's it for me. Awesome. And then uh Mark. I'm I'm Mark. Mark Beavers. And uh I am a musician as well. Um I just I'm kinda still getting I've I just started playing again like in the last two or three months. But I've been playing with these guys. Um I used to play in Babe and uh Lucas for Sheriff. Um but uh, I'm playing with, with these two, and uh, I've got another project, Zealous Teal I'm in. You probably can't find it, anything that we have released. Dang, that's hip. Yeah. You sounded really cool. excited to see yeah. you've yeah. been playing with us, It too. must be a good band. Um, it's but anyways, you could, it's not a band. It's just me and one other person, oh. Tristan Smith. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just uh, getting, getting, getting back out there again, which is great. These guys have really pushed me to... Uh, come out i definitely would not be out playing as much these days if it weren't for these two getting me off of my uh my sad my sad butt my sad butt i had i had sad butt for a while and they got me off of it it happens mm-hmm. awesome awesome well i'm glad you're here <laughs> i feel like i, I feel like Car- carlos wanted to jump in no yeah no i met uh met mark over at uh the last coffee outside over at whole health man and i was like this dude's awesome and it was like, you popped up out of nowhere. I was like, fucking A, where you been? You know what I mean? But you're over here playing with Doug and Ian. But yeah, let's dig into that, man. Like, what's, what's the backstory on that? On that, You you were out of town or what? Or? No, I, uh, well, I've, I've got a pretty, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of a, I'm a wreck, man. I mean, I'm not, I'm doing great these days. I feel amazing. You're hanging out with these cats. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing yeah. amazing these days. I feel better than I have ever. But uh, there's been a serious struggle to it. Um. I don't know, over the last couple of years, I've been through liver failure and had multiple um, head traumas, skull fractures, and broken face, and uh, I had brain surgery last July. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, that, that really uh, makes you stop and uh, reevaluate your situation. And I had to spend a lot of alone time because I kept pushing everyone away, blaming all my problems on everyone else. And then I realized, uh, you know, I'm the I'm the common factor in it all. So I had to just really, really dissect myself and pick myself apart. It was brutal. But uh, um, I don't know. I feel like I came out a better person for sure. This is the point in time where Ian and I would normally go over and hug Mark, but it's, it's, it's a crowded room. We can't get over there. So oh, yeah. It's cool, yeah. but anyways, enough about the sad shit. I'm doing great. Like I said, I feel amazing. Um, That's my boy. That's, yeah, we no. My boy, Blue. Hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah, hey. that, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. That shows a lot of humility on your part, and then I mean that's a lot of personal growth uh, too. So uh, I'm sure that comes out in your music. So you guys were before the show. You guys were jamming out on. Uh, you're testing um, some things. So you all three have been a part or are currently a part of you know a project that's just you that doesn't involve the other parties, mm-hmm. right? But now you've kind of come through with like this triforce situation where you you are harmonizing excuse the pun mm-hmm. there's not a pun but you're actually harmonizing with each other now so tell us about that how did that come about um what does it sound like that sounds like music uh <laughs> ian and i started uh playing together uh one when i was running music at jewels um, he he came and played open mic, and I I think that was the first time that we outside of like the the around the fire thing. Yeah, uh, that was the first time that we had actually played together, um, and it just clicked, felt really good. Um, so kept doing that. Um, uh, a few months ago, I started playing at Breakers every Thursday night, and um, three hours is a long time to listen to one person. Um, I know that from experience. You know either being the person playing or the person listening. <laughs> uh, and I asked uh, Ian to come out and play. Uh, had been wanting to get Mark to come out and play, and he ended up making it out. Um, and they became um, kind of uh, regular contributors to the show. Uh, and we started working on stuff together, uh, and it is progressing beautifully, I think. <laughs> um, but I th- that's... that's, uh, that's but um, you guys, you guys have played together prior to that, right? Kind of. Um, Ahab and the Whale Hunters. Yeah, we played a show together like six years ago, one time at a <laughs> church. We were eighteen and sixteen. Yeah. <coughs> have you always had that hoop in your nose? Yes. Have you never noticed it? No. I Are you serious? <laughs> it's clean, dog. I've noticed it before. I don't think I get on this side of you very much. Weird. Yeah. No, it's always been there. No, you don't wear a stud or something. <laughs> no, dude. Okay. It's been well, there. off topic. <laughs> It's been there for like four years. It's freaking me out. <laughs> it's the lighting, I guess. I don't know. It's it's been there for about four years. Bling bling. Yep. <laughs> You're really tripping you out, isn't it? This damn man, boy. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> guess I need to get my eyes checked or something. I guess so. Um, but yeah, me and Mark have been playing together for a little while. <laughs> um, there was a summer that I spent at his house pretty much every day. <laughs> and we'd uh we just kind of jam and we always talked about doing something but it never really came into fruition we were both kind of uh being a little rowdy uh not the best humans we could be at, at, until recently yeah um but yeah it's a, we've started doing the thing every thursday and slowly putting together a bigger and bigger set list 
hopefully we'll be uh you'll see us on a on a bill next year sometime oh right on and hey the new year's coming in like four weeks so that's legit yeah um so <laughs> talking about like is there a band name is there a name we oh. uh, oh. we've been talking about it we have a couple of things uh nah, cause. <laughs> 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 yeah mark wants it to be nah <laughs> there's gonna be a name it's gonna be nah I don't know, man. I thought I thought probably going to be late. That's uh, a good one. <laughs> Both of those are <laughs> fairly accurate descriptions of the group. Tardy to the or party. Or at least part of <laughs> tardy to the party. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no. But it yeah. looks like, it sounds like it's working. It's going there, huh? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, sweet deal. So, uh as far as I'm I'm interested now because there's like, I don't know. I know that you've been in the Tyler music scene and then out, like it, as you kind of previously explained, and then you two guys and you're you're jumping back in. You two guys have definitely been pillars, right, of 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 the music scene uh, at least for the past few months. I mean, give yourself some credit. Yeah, uh, I mean, you host you you hosted open mics at Jules like every single <laughs> week for a long time. Yeah, I so I moved here from Austin. Um, as I previously mentioned, I was a touring musician before I moved to Tyler, um, and when I got here, part of the reason that I moved here was to be closer to my family, including my son, who is turning four in March. Um, and I, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but um, I didn't want to tour and play a whole bunch of shows and be out of town a lot because I wanted to be home and be dad. Um, and part of that is financial stability. Part of that is also just literally being home. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to continue touring for the first year that he was around and I just couldn't do it. It was miserable. Um, but I figured, well, I'm here, you know, I can play or, you know, I was looking for opportunities. Um, and Wes Hart, um, I don't know if y'all know Wesley, um, he gave me the opportunity to start helping him out at Jules with sound and with the open mic and eventually just kind of handed that off to me. Uh, and I ended up taking over booking and sound and the open mic out there. Um, and I kind of took that opportunity and ran with it to bring more culture into Tyler because I see a lot of potential here. That was, I guess that was the thing that's kind of spurred it is that I realized after moving here that I had one idea of what was in this city and what was accessible um, before I got here and realized after I'd moved here and started kind of digging in a little bit that there's a lot more than what people realize, but um, there uh, we would benefit more from... Um, more opportunities to get that out there. So that's what I was trying to do at Jules was create more opportunities. Um, and part of that was also the open mic was just encouraging people to come and play and encouraging people to come and just enjoy music. It, and I really enjoy that um, this is called Brewing Community Live because that's a term that I uh, really try to push with things like that is community. Um, because it's not just musicians. It's not just people listening to music. Um, you know, a lot of these folks are friends, and if they're not, they can be. Um, and even if they're not, I mean, being a part of the community and supporting what's going on is a big deal. So, um, awesome. So you did that successfully, I would say. I mean, I, you've I done. Think, th- I think so. Yeah, because I mean, you've definitely uh, created community in you know w- within you know wherever you had to be, you know whatever yeah. uh, restaurant or venue or wherever you're at, you're definitely brewing that community. Doing my best. Um, yeah. So. When what's kind of your approach? You do you have a unique approach as far as like how you set it up? 
in, uh, as far as the the open mics or just in music in general? Well, you're real. I'll, I'll say like we've had conversations in the past. You're real intentional about how you create that. Like if it's with lighting or with whatever you bring, you don't you utilize the space in a specific way. I try to. Yeah, I try to. Um, it's and that's not an every show thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if if you you know, uh, we've actually talked about this as far as breakers or really wherever there's a show. If you bring more attention visually to what you're doing uh, on the stage, then more people's eyes will be drawn to it. Therefore, they will pay attention to what's going on right in front of them. Therefore, they're, they're, therefore they'll hear, hear you more clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's things like that. Um, and as far as, I mean, I like talking to people, you know. I like meeting people. I like the idea of community is is um, very attractive to me in the sense that it gives people an opportunity to connect and I like doing that um, so when I'm running a show I want everyone to feel welcome musicians people that are there to to hear the music people that maybe I haven't met before or, you know I'm, I'm not trying to know every single person in town but I want you to know that that it's appreciated that you're there mm. um, and um, I think that's something that spreads um, very well, uh, you know, it transfers very well from whoever it is that I'm giving it to. They'll they'll be more open to doing that with the people that are around them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's really important. It's really important for people to feel appreciated and welcomed. So, so back when I first met you eight or nine months ago, we I did the coffee outside over at El Wapa Records. Shout out to Arisha El Wapa Records. But we talked we talked about you know you doing obviously we just talk about building that that music scene mm-hmm. you've been doing it you're you're spearhead right putting all these events trying working all these shows yeah. right you're trying you're doing you know but now i've seen your post and now you're talking more about educating people and what is the culture like now that you've been in it for so long what's the culture here in tyler for the music scene and what is i guess you've already dipped into it i saw the other day you made a post about hey like this is this is the ethic this is how you act whenever you go to a show like have some common sense you know what i'm talking about and where what's the culture now here in tyler what is that music culture now you've been doing it for what eight or nine months uh yeah i mean i've been i've been doing shows here for a couple of years now at this point uh and it's a process everything's a process um and the things that are holding us back in tyler are not that there aren't people that will appreciate what's coming through or that don't want there aren't people that want to see good music because there are i mean you know, I, uh, Aaron, I think uh, I've, I've run this down for you. I'm, Carlos, I may have run it down for you as well. It's a numbers game, right? So we're looking at Tyler, which is um, a little more than 100,000 people um, uh, in the city proper. Um, and the surrounding communities, we're looking at probably a quarter million, something like that. So you want to get 10%. If you're, if you're playing music, you're putting on regular shows, whatever, um, I would say that you want to get 10% of those people to at least know who you are, have some, some kind of familiarity with your brand or your name. So you're looking at 25,000 people, okay? Of those, of those 25, 10% of the of the quarter million, right? Uh-oh. So 25,000 people, right? So uh, of that of that 25,000 people, you want 10% of those to come out to shows on occasion. So that's the, you're looking at 2,500 people right there, which is a great show. When's the last show you went to in Tyler that has 2,500 people? Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it, can that even happen? It can happen. <laughs> you know, it can. Right, that, yes. that, that's the thing. It can happen. Uh, of that 10% that come out occasionally, you want 10% of that. To, to be people that come out all the time. So you're looking at 250 people that come out all the time. Okay, so you uh, combine that 200 fee- 250 people with, we'll say, another 10% of that 2,500 that comes out to a show every six months. So at any given show, you have the potential to have 500 people there. 
which is a pretty good show. When's the last time you went to a show in Tyler that has 500 people? Mm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it happens. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen frequently, but it mm. happens. So that's just with one brand. Okay, so if you're talking about a community where you have multiple entities that are working together uh, that are trying to trying to reach this same goal, then you can mesh those numbers together, and then you have the potential to have people coming out regularly and having a 1,000 people come out. So what are those 1,000 people going to do if they come and they have a kick-ass time? They just absolutely love what they're doing. They're going to tell their friends. Some of those friends might not be in the community that you're already talking about. Okay, so they might not already be in that 10%. So at that point, then you're talking about the grassroots growth and um but the thing that it starts out with is you have to give people an opportunity to have a good time, but people also have to understand that when you're there to have a good time, there are other people there to have a good time as well. So, uh, Carlos, kind of circling back to what you were talking about, um, I posted, we, we played a show a little while back, and um, there was a person there that, um, you know, I don't know if she was drunk or not. Maybe she was, maybe she wasn't, um, but uh, she didn't really particularly enjoy what kind of music we were playing. That's terrible. Yeah, and I mean, it is how it is. Nobody's going to, you know, you can't please everybody. That's okay. But don't fucking walk up to the stage while the artist is playing in the middle of a song and tell them, well, I want to hear something more upbeat. Can you can you play some Almond Brothers or something? But don't do that. That's please. terrible. Please never do that. That is terrible. Please don't do that. You're so much, like, you can be so much better than that mm-hmm. is the deal. There's an and easier way of looking for a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, nobody's going to listen to you if you do okay. that. Right. I, I right. think I po- made a post about that instance as well. And, I mean, if you're going to ask somebody to, like, play a certain song or something, there's a tip bucket out that we provide. Yeah. If you really want to hear something, then, like, that's not in our set list that we're going to have to go out of our way to play or something. Or, or like, you know, kind of influence us a little bit. Yeah. Um, like besides just coming up and like being the loudest person in the room in front of us and like kind of killing the vibe that everybody else is trying right. to feel. <laughs> right, right. And, and or just diffi- leave. E- either way, just there you go. like you, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely comes back to, it comes down to respect in that yeah. end. Yeah. I appreciate the, man, he, he just dropped like a bunch of bombs right there. So <laughs> I, I think that's going to be like a podcast, like you're going to have to like retro back a little bit. So then you got the formula for success uh, as as stated by Douglas I'll tell Ford. you, like that that two fifty number you were talking about, uh-huh. like I, there's probably more when you guys did the uh, the zine release over at East Texas Brew. Oh yeah, dude, there was sh- there was a lot of people there. Yeah, that was, I was a like, good night. holy shit. Yeah, that was Doug, a good night. Doug is the real deal. Well, and 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 that's the other thing is that I can't take credit for um, really, I can't take credit for a lot of it because with things like that. And this is what I was talking about, community and people working together, is when you have multiple entities working towards one goal. So, for example, that particular show, we had uh, three bands on the bill, I believe. Um, we had East Texas Brewing um, uh, East Texas Brewing Company. Uh, we had... Um, the, it was for the zine, uh, right? For the zine, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Noise City Zine. Noise City Zine. Uh, and then I was also pushing a little bit of stuff through Casting Kettle. Um, and, you know, so you have... Within all of those moving parts, you also have moving gears with all the people that are involved in that. So the more people are talking about it, you know, even if it's within the same group of a few hundred people, if you hear 30 people in that group all talking about it, you know, then that becomes, well, 45 people are all talking about it, you know, and then everybody is talking about it. And then it's like, well, shit, I have to be at the show. Mm -hmm. I have to go because I want to know what's happening. You know, that's that's the deal. That's and that's buzz, you know, and there's an opportunity for that here as well. 
Um, there's an opportunity for lots of stuff here. I'm not trying to hijack the, the podcast, by the way. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel like I'm rambling. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. You're dropping uh, uh, important, important information, I think, that's going to help a, a lot of artists because I think a lot of times people are just like, oh, well, I don't even. It's a lot for some people to even get up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it, it can seem overwhelming. <laughs> Me too, this man. This guy, dude. Uh, exactly. This exactly. Guy right exactly. Here. It, it's hard sometimes. It's, it's, yeah, I will. I will say that Doug showed up late that day to coffee outside. I show up to but coffee outside like, late every I day. I was like, damn, <laughs> damn it. The last dude that shows up is like the dude that drops some bombs for me. I uh, yeah, I I I have a hard time getting up in the mornings, man. Oh, good. You got yeah. a little one, man. Shout out yeah. to Indy. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, like like ch- changing gears a little bit. I, I kind of wanted to die because that gives us a good broad like overview, kind mm-hmm. of a ten thousand view, foot view of the of the Tyler scene and stuff like that. And we could definitely like kind of retro back to that. Can I say one more? Yeah, thing? Yeah, definitely. You can the, say whatever you want. The most important thing. The most important thing for any artist or musician that is that is listening to this, all of that shit does not matter if you don't put 100% of yourself into your show every single show. Boom. So all of those things that I said, all the numbers, nobody going to give a shit if you put on a crappy show. So just go, like, the I don't, uh, you know, practice. Practice, woodshed, write good songs. If you feel like your voice needs to get better, work on your voice. If you feel like your guitar needs to get better, work on your guitar. If you feel like anything needs to get better, work on it. Because it's not going to matter how many people you can reach. If you put on three bad shows in a row, yeah. nobody's going to come anymore. Play shitty shows. It'll only, it'll only make you feel more comfortable <laughs> next time. <laughs> sure. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. learn from your mistakes. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, that, that's a great transition because I was going to hit uh, uh, Ian and Mark because um, and of course you could, you could chime in too, but just kind of changing gears because Ian, Ian has been, you, you've been on a, on a tear recently. I, been I would busy. say you've been busy, yeah. man. You've been busy. Like I remember like the last post that you did, it was like, you, you have like four, you had like four bullets like what on is, the post. And that? I was like, Oh, it must be his, like his, his month it's for this week, baby. It's for yeah. this week. <laughs> this dude's grinding. This dude's what grinding. Is, so, what is that schedule, so, though? so, so kind of touching from springboarding off of what Douglas said like what is your approach on how like so I know you think about your show what you say you put a lot of attention into the melodies and the songwriting the arrangement of your set all that kind of stuff right so um but I'll, like and we hear you know a lot of people might have heard you at a show right but they don't they don't talk to you you know they're fans from afar or maybe they're they're your good friends, but they just never have asked. So, uh, like me, you know what I mean. Like so, so take us into the mind of Ian Power, and and how Ooh, you uh, approach that songwriting. How do you approach that? Like, what's your process, maybe? But but more like, what is what do you believe? What are you wanting to uh, to to get out there? Um, my songwriting process is like kind of terrible. Um. Like it's really bad. Like a, yeah. lo- a lot of people I talk to, they'll be like, "Yeah, I've been working on this for like two months." Literally, it's. I mean, it's something. I I think I spend more time on the lyrics and stuff, but like the melody in the song, it's like fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. It's and it has to, but it has to be right. It's not like I can just like crank out a song every day. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, sometimes it'll be a couple months in between, and this stuff that I'm writing about is just stuff that's relevant in my life. That I, I mean. That I don't really have a way to express anywhere else. Like I suffer from depression and anxiety and stuff. So through music, it's kind of just a, a way for me to get all of that out there 
in some kind of poetic way, I guess. And mm -hmm. then people don't really know that it's like relevant to my life until now. What's up, world? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's just a way to express my feelings. Like I don't, I don't think I've written a, a happy song ever really because I mean, like whenever I'm feeling inspired to write, it's not like, yes, I'm I'm stoked on life. Let's sit down and write a song. It's right. usually like, dang, I'm going through a lot right now. This is crazy. Okay, well I can pick up. A guitar and like you know work something out through this instead yeah. of like going out and doing something crazy so let me ask you this because i've been uh, like I, I wrote write poetry and a lot of times just that artistic expression does have the uh the, the 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 darkness to it it's got it's got the pain and and that kind of thing and i've been told before like why don't you write a you know limerick or something every now and again like write something happy but nah. so so like so for some kind of going on that like if you don't own your own narrative like if you don't if you're not fully authentically you right so how do you the question i'm trying to ask is if authentically you when you're writing and you're creating your music is some is that kind of sadness which i don't really like i don't feel your your music is very depressing at all i think it's pretty calm it's not it's like underlyingly yeah i think that's another big thing because i'm like whenever i'm writing the music i'm trying to chill myself out so like it comes out as this like calm like yeah but i mean a lot of the lyrics are like depressing same yeah. same a lot of doug stuff is like like pretty gnarly as well it's like murder ballads and stuff like that yeah catharsis <laughs> is the term that we're looking for by the way there we go catharsis a way to elaborate well that's what it is for me anyway i can't speak for anybody else you define catharsis well, for you, the the viewers at home oh uh, well, i can define it as it applies to this you just you're getting things out that you can't get out anywhere else and it's a it's an outlet it's an outlet for you to to express and to not explode <laughs> yeah 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 so when you're writing these songs you're just like just sitting there chilling trying to tune into yourself and get it out yeah, the last one I wrote was like before practice, like we were just sitting around doing nothing. So it just like came out. Um, life's been really crazy uh, lately. I stopped drinking and doing drugs like about 10 months ago. And so now I have to deal with my feelings in a different manner. Mm -hmm. So it's a little wild. Yeah. So uh, do you feel the pressure to create something that, you know, like, do you feel the pressure? Like you, you mentioned like, creating an album right yeah. so like if 10 tracks you you say are like sad or whatever do you feel like oh well i think track six needs to be the happy one probably not no like, no yeah. <laughs> yeah. no i mean the the music that i'm making is like you know i'm really stoked that people like it but it's not for anybody else like um it's it's for it's something i love doing i'm not trying to like like gets i'm not trying to gain attraction from people through my music or something mm -hmm. this is just like it's it's me it's what i'm doing i, I mean if people like it which is like super tight like, yeah and it and it like has helped me out a lot in life but i mean i'm not playing it for anybody else or trying to write songs like with anybody else in mind yeah yeah awesome awesome thanks i, I was just curious because yeah. like i think that 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 gives us some it gives me some underlying like clues you know what i mean without a booklet of song like you know anyway uh mark uh kind of same question man so so you, you've gone through the some some painful paths right right but and, and music has been a part of that right but now you're on this upswing and music is a part of that so as far as your storytelling and stuff like that what, what what's your approach at, at, at this juncture um i don't know it is it's still hard to write a 
it's 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 still hard to write a positive i don't know i think that uh for me happiness is always like fleeting fast you know um mm -hmm. sadness sticks around longer um another thing i don't think that i'm uh i don't think i'm necessarily a pessimistic person but um i try and look at every aspect of every situation which means that i do see the negative in it as well mm -hmm. and so like you know it's always uh i'm always thinking of the worst but hoping for the best you know it's mm -hmm. like um but uh, as far as now, um, I don't know. I'm I'm just trying. I'm trying. I'm trying not to take anything too seriously right now. Um, like I said, I'm I'm just I'm damn happy to be alive. Uh, Shout I, out to that. I'm glad you're alive yeah. too. Truth. Mm -hmm. I uh I stopped I stopped drinking. Um, I haven't had a drink of alcohol since June 21st. Wow. Um, which is I'm going on six months. That's another thing that's been great having having Ian there, having a having a nice solid dude there that's kind of going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, but um, are you from Tyler, Mark? Where are you from? I'm originally from Farmington, New Mexico, from Ooh, San Juan County. Yeah, I'm, I've lived here for like 16 years though. But um, now my my whole life I've suffered from depression, and it's and it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty ridiculous. I was talking to Lucas Kelm the other day, and um, we were talking about how I've been playing again. And uh, a lot of, like, there's some of the better songs that I wrote, I wrote whenever I was, like, 18 or 19, which I was into some pretty dark stuff, but it wasn't, it, it was a lot lighter than I thought it was. Like, I kind of, I painted these pictures in my songs as very, like, there's a song, House on the Hill, that's about, um, like, becoming a, a, a hermit and dying alone. Um, and, like, like they're, they're all, like, most of them have, like, a very, like, a kind of, like, a bittersweet at best uh but usually a kind of a darker tone to it um but i wrote it and it's it seems like it all all came to it like i wrote it before it all happened like i, I wrote it's almost like i wrote out my destiny um which is kind of it's very weird um like whenever i started back playing again i played some of those songs and like lucas was like dude i haven't heard those songs since you were like 19 and i was like i know it's kind of crazy to think about that like all that stuff like after i wrote it like i went through all of it um Oh, like a diary or something, huh? Yeah, yeah. But what? But but like, but it was like like Nostradamus or some shit. Like I was like, hey, this damn, is, your boy's this predicting is, the future, baby. It was like, it was like this. This is what I'm about to be going through, you know. And like, because uh, I mean, it, it was all it was all about uh, self loathing and uh, substance abuse, pretty much for the most part, mm. and uh, just uh, trying to deal with the uh, inner 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 demons and whatnot yeah 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 so, so almost a self uh self-fulfilling prophecy a, a little bit that's that that's heavy yeah it's pretty wild you find yourself yeah. writing a lot of songs like during these times right now um kind of, i've been really busy lately um i i do i kind i'm kind of like ian said um like as far as like the inch like i don't i don't put a whole whole lot of like i don't sit down and i'm like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna write a song you know i can't do that um, I envy people that can do that. Yeah, I, I can't just sit down like like okay, I have to write a song. Like I don't know if it, if I if it's forced at all, it's just like I can like I can tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you you fucking driving down the car and you're like shit. I gotta I gotta you know write this song. Oh yeah some shit yeah like that. yeah. Like like if I come up with a vocal melody, like my voice memo is like like my diary. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll just be like. You know, and then I'll be like. You know, and then I'll be like like yeah. Uh, go go come back to it later. <laughs> Put some to it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. Sorry. 
Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. If you want to, I don't know much about Mark, and I'm trying to get to know you because I know yeah. these two cats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a Gemini. Um. <laughs> Gemini. <coughs> no, uh, I don't know. I've, I've, I'm. I feel like I'm just like talking a lot. No, nah, man, go no. for it. You're good. You're Ask good. Ask me another question. Hit me with some more shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, um, we're in a room full of storytellers. I mean, there's there's three storytellers here, and you know, Carlos, you're a storyteller in your own right, and and that kind of thing. So, like, when it comes to your story, right, that you're you're you tell stories too. Come I tell on stories, now. but so, but I want to I want to kind of humble. I want to figure out like what your approach is to storytelling in in, in a way, like. So what are the stories that you want to tell and what's the story that you're going to tell? Because like, like I, while you were talking, right, like the, what I want to do is make you feel as comfortable as possible. And I want to make everybody feel as comfortable as possible within this. Right. And like but what's uncomfortable is talking about the troubles that we have in life. Right. It's, but it's not if you um, put it into something that you love and are comfortable with. It, yeah, it becomes less uncomfortable, right? If the outlet is something that you love doing, yes, for me anyway. So right, it's normal. Right? It's, it's the yeah. catharsis thing. Yeah, it's like if I if I can just project Kill everything me. that's bad or fe- th- that feeling <laughs> onto the in, into into this kind of third this this space right here and just con- and just kind of push it out this way. Yeah, it's a little bit easier to manage and hold and say, well, look at this. Not necessarily everything that's in me, right? Yeah, that's kind of my. You know, my you got a broken heart. Button. You're just like, you know, like, sing it out, throw some glitter on it, like make it pretty, but <laughs> easier to digest. There you go. There you go. So, but I, I was just curious now, like, like, so coming from past and present, what's the future as far as what, um, what you guys are, are planning? I mean, you're kind of, everybody's kind of like, well, I don't know. No, I, I, Me and Mark are trying to push Doug to play Texas country music. <laughs> that's, <Yes>. that's true. <laughs> That's true. So um, I think his voice is real pretty, and oh it would man. fit great for a Texas country band. I, I'll go with that. I don't know, man. Still I don't know. Hear him? I, 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 don't, I don't know, I don't man. man. I don't know about it. <laughs> See, it's already happening. The transformation is here. I don't dislike Texas country, but I find that there are a lot of artists in Texas country that are just trying to do what everybody else is doing. Um, therefore, it becomes unattractive to me, the genre as a whole. Yeah, but you can change it. <sighs> yeah, but I can't focus on changing two big things at once, man. Uh, what? You know, what? Tyler. I got Tyler shit to grow. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I got a question for you guys, man. So, uh, and I always have this, but maybe it's not stupid but, stupid, but what happens whenever you, like, do you ever see you, see you guys selves run out of, like, those stories? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, do you keep yeah. writing those songs? Like, you know what I mean? Like, of all your past and all that? Like, does that, does it, does that happen? Or? No, because depressing shit happens all the time. Yeah. Like, life's rough. Uh, anybody who says it isn't is like living a lie yeah. so i mean just from the past and i'm sure like the present and what's going to happen in the future there will be an endless amount of material and then i mean if it gets great i'll just start writing happy songs and like look back on this podcast and be like oh yeah I'm writing happy songs yeah if i run out of stuff i just stop i stop writing you know i mean i can't force it i've tried that same as mark said you can't force it i mean if you, there are some people that can, but if you do, you know, if you do force it, you'd, you're you potentially misrepresenting yourself and your life, and you know, and it just doesn't feel good. It feels dirty to yeah. me. Um, unauthentic. So, unauthentic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like I have, um, I have music 
ideas, but I, the lyrics are the things that are the hardest for me. I have a half-written song that I started writing about depression, which we've all been talking about <laughs> um, a few months ago, but I've only got the, you know, the first verse and kind of a, a bridge, um, but I'm really happy with that. Fortunately, I haven't been quite sunk quite into that place in the last few months. I mean, I, I have, but I haven't been able to put words to it, so um, when it comes back around, I'll finish the song. Uh, but Did until then, I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to force it. Didn't you just finish that one, though, that we play? Which one? Oh, yeah, that was a few months ago. That I, one's tight. I had to replace a line. That one's good. I wrote this song a few years ago, and there was the first, the opening line just never felt good to me. The rest of the song felt fine, but the opening line never felt good. And I went home one night after, uh, I think I was running sound somewhere, went home and sat outside and was just screwing around with it until I found, like, the line, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, was that outside of? So tell us about your new spot, your new your new job. Oh, right? uh, yeah. You were talking about future stuff. Um, I'm super pumped. Um, I am in the process of taking over all music operations at Stanley's. Um, so that boom, oh, <laughs> that's legit. So uh, that'll include booking, um, production, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I am super excited about that um as far as i'm concerned that's uh kind of one of the pinnacles as far as uh tyler music goes um and epicenter of culture if i'm 99 i'm 99 positive man i remember you telling me when i first met you that that was one of the gigs that you wanted to do probably so <laughs> probably i made it i made it yeah uh so um super excited about that congratulations thank you very much i'm really really pumped about that um worked we so have, hard we have a lot we have a lot coming up there um we're working on for the next year for the next few years really um nick and i have had um, a few solid conversations about long ball we're thinking long game you know mm-hmm. um so we'll That's good. make incremental improvements over the next little bit but we're thinking cool how can we build this and create something super awesome over over time as well awesome something that'll last Audience questions. We've had a few uh, pour in, so thanks for uh, Needy for you know. What's uh, up, Needy? Making those happen. Hi. So um, I, she she hand I've handwritten questions. Uh, you have great penmanship. Um, Terry Power asks. Oh, Papa Power. There we go, <laughs> Mister Power. Ask each artist that ha- uh, e- ask each artist what artist has touched him the deepest. What artist has impacted you Dang. most is is kind of the surface level, but I think there's there's power in wh- how he said that touched you the deepest. So I don't know if there's an artist, but probably my dad has influenced my music choice the most. So shout out to him for asking that question. He probably wanted that answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, he uh, he had a great collection of vinyl growing up, so I was listening to all the old stuff. Yeah, you know, probably the Beatles. To be honest, like that's all I listened to when I was a kid. Um, I hear Beatles in your in your jams a little bit. I don't know about telling. that, but I don't know. Uh, yeah. Maybe, Soft, maybe melodic. Yeah, that one. Yeah, you know, that can be almost. Yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he had a he had a great collection. <laughs> would always throw on a vinyl and stuff, and we'd dance around the house and everything. And you know, he he listened to a bunch of weird stuff too. Like I was listening to like Brian Eno and. Peter Gabriel and stuff like that. So it like, and the Grateful Dead, and you know, it got me into a weird side of music, which has helped shape what I do. I guess. Awesome, Mark. Yeah. Uh, what about you, man? Touch you the deepest. What artist? Mm. I don't know. 
probably uh probably like one of the earliest ones that like really hit me was uh I like a lot of psychedelic shit. Um psychedelic music and things. And uh <laughs> they uh and things. They uh <laughs> Whoa now. Easy. They have uh Pink Floyd, I remember whenever I was a kid I was like it made me feel weird, you know? <laughs> like listening to it, I was like, What is like what is what is that? Them and uh the a couple Steve Miller band songs too. Um but I guess uh, as I've gotten um I don't know. I, I would honestly say that Bright Eyes has probably had the biggest influence on me. Um, I don't like. I don't listen. I still love them. They'll always be one of my favorites. But um, I uh, I don't listen to them as much anymore. But I still like. I get that more than. In, I hate whenever people tell me what I sound like. But I would like. I get a lot that. Uh, which I play a lot of Conor O'Burst and Bright Eyes songs. But I would have to say that that's been one of the bigger, um, bigger influences on me for sure. Around Doug. That's a really hard question. You had all this time to think about I it. I know, and You're I've been the thi- last one to I answer. know, I've been thinking about it. So the the easy answer for me is Radiohead, which doesn't come through in anything that I write really. There's a couple of tunes that kind of have a have that feel to it, but um, I have a lot of memories that are connected to specific songs and albums, and most of them are to Radiohead songs and albums, um, and I just I love them. I love them a whole lot. Um, but outside of that, you know, in my teens and early 20s, um, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Huge Beatles fan. Um, and that's the same as same as Mark, really. I, I don't listen to him as much as I used to. Um, but I used to, it used to be like, if I was awake and listening to music, it was probably going to be the Beatles. <laughs> I feel <laughs> that. Um, <laughs> here's another question. Uh, Mr. Aristio from Ooh. El Guapo. Shout I would like to know. It's connected to this, really. Uh, I would like to know. I would like to uh, ask the top song that is going through their heads at the moment. What is in their turntable or on their CD player? Um, <laughs> Aristio, staying away from the digital. <laughs> yeah. So, what's on your turntable? What's on your CD player? What's in your? Wh- what are you playing? What's it, What's your playlist like? Um, what's in your head? Like currently, I I just played the show Saturday with this cat from Brazil who plays like Delta Blues music, so that's in my car. Um, a bunch of the music that I listen to now is stuff that Mark sends me. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, I put my iTunes on random, and this came up." I finally put that CD in my car, Mark. Good, it's yeah. fire. I what bet. CD? What CD? He made me a he made me a mixtape. I make the best damn <laughs> mixtapes. Yeah, <laughs> Mark's mixtapes are fire. Dude, what'd you put on the mixtape? Yeah. Um, on his, I know I put the Walkman. I forgot to mention them earlier. I goddamn love the Walkman. <laughs> I guess I'll go ahead and jump in on this on what I what, what I've been listening to lately. The Walkman. Um, uh, <laughs> well, it's not funny. I've been listening to the Walkman. A serious business yeah, here. It's, it's for real. Uh, tons of Animal Collective always. Duh. It's uh, I'm a diehard Animal Collective fan. Um, but uh, the Walkman. <laughs> Mazes. Mazes is amazing too. They're great. They're Ooh. a great band. Creed. Mm. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> yeah. Doug, what about you? I had to I had to look it up to make sure that uh, I knew the name of the song um, because I listened to it, but I didn't pay attention to the name of the song. I need one of those mixtapes, Mark. Um, Vivian you. Wilder and the Vice Presidents is the name of the is the name of the group. Uh, it's a girl I used to play in a band with. Actually, a girl I used to date. Um, she lives in Toronto, um, oh. and her music is fantastic. Name of the song is Perfect World. Um, it's so good. It's so good. It's it's the perfect amount of melancholy. You know what I mean? 
like makes you gives you all the feels without making you feel like you don't want to do anything <laughs> yeah you know what i mean I dig that yeah really good really good song that one's that one i can just listen to that song and repeat um and then uh i've actually been listening to a bit more uh hiatus coyote here lately uh and a tribe called red um, I don't know if y'all ever listen to those guys or not. Man, no. I, I like, see, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a rap fan. Spotify told me that. Uh, then you'll like a tribe called Red. A tribe called really, huh. really, mm-hmm. legit. Okay, sweet deal. Get my pen back. Right on. Right on. You got one over there, bud. They mix, uh, they mix uh, uh, indigenous prayer songs and like um, sweat songs with um, with beats. Dope. It is. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I got, I got to add to my thing real quick. I have to say that uh, if you have any free time, check out. There's a song. It's called uh, uh, it's called Love Struck Wild Hunger in parentheses, but it's by Hamilton Lighthouser and uh, Angel Olsen, and um, it's it gives you. The, Is that the one that you showed goosebumps. me the video of the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really it's really beautiful. Uh, Hamilton, the lead singer of the Walkman, his um, his vocals are just uh, are tremendous. Hamilton has some amazing pipes. Anyways, check it out. Do it. Check it out. What are the, um, what are the questions we got on there? None. None. Awesome. Sweet. That's cool. Well, um, as far as uh, hmm, 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 where do we where do we want to go? Uh, I want to go? go with my man. Give us some uh, some inspiration, man, to the people that are out there listening that are, you know, that little kid out there that wants to play. Actually, okay, yeah, yeah, along those lines, because we're talking about Tyler music scene, we're talking about, I mean, you guys are all local mis- musicians, right? And you know, for a long time, uh, I've heard Tyler sucks. Let's move to Austin. Tyler sucks. Uh-oh. Let's go anywhere else but here, right? And then move directly back. Then, yeah, exactly. Just, just go ahead and go to exactly. El Wapos and It really just becomes an extended, you know, like it's just a hiatus type thing. So, so why does Tyler not suck for music and musicians and artists? You know why I know about Tyler? Because I used to tour through here. Mm. Um, geographically speaking, this place is perfect for touring artists. I mean, we're right off of I-20 in between Shreveport and Dallas, coming out of Dallas, Houston, Austin, Oklahoma City, anywhere in West Texas, anywhere in Central Texas, if you're going east and you're planning on hitting any of the southern states, this place is perfect to come through. Um, So as far as touring acts are concerned, once we have, again, you know, we're thinking long game here. So once we have um, a community that um, supports supports music coming through, that creates more opportunities for local artists to get on those bills and be around touring musicians and... Um, be excited about being here and being part of this community Um, and that gives people more of a reason to come through that gives people more of a reason to stay here um, instead of trying and and trying to go somewhere else but you know again the thing that I see most frequently in Tyler is people you can do it but you got to put the work in like get your hands dirty straight up work your ass off get better yeah. What, what does that look better. like though? Is that like one time at a at an open mic? No. Is that no. how many shows a month? Like, been, what does I've, that look like? It's not about the shows. It's no. about Give practicing them. at home. Give them a little starter kit. What do you do? I've been literally trying to like book shows and do kind of what I'm doing now for like seven years, and like bugging venue owners and stuff to let me play, like writing new stuff, learning new stuff practicing not as much as I can but a lot and yeah you just have to keep doing it you have to build personal relationships with the people in your town and 
make friends who play music and don't go do dumb stuff. Just stay inside and play music if you want to get better. Hell yeah. Don't go out. Go to shows because seeing other music is inspirational during the week. Don't go out to bars and shit like that. I mean, Just go home and play music. Work. Yeah, you got to work on it all the time. It's, I mean, it's, it's like anything else. Okay, so say there was a marathon next weekend and you decided, man, I really want to run that marathon. If you're not in shape to do that, even if you've been running a little bit, say you've been running a couple miles a day, you go run that marathon, what's going to happen? You're going to be destroyed. You know? Sucking wind. You're going to be sucking wind. You might not even be able to make it through it. Uh, you're not going to feel good about the experience afterwards, more than likely. Right? So, I mean, anything anything that you do takes work and time and energy. You have to prepare yourself to be able to do what it is you want to do. So, if you want to go and play shows, prepare yourself to go and play shows. When you get to the show, be prepared to play the show. Bring your cables, bring your fucking microphone, your mic stand, your instrument, make sure you have extra strings, make sure your shit's tuned up before you get on stage, make sure you have a set list if you decide you want to have a set list, make sure you know how long you're playing, what time you're supposed to be there, get there early to load in, get there early to sound check, make sure you know whether or not they have a PA. I mean, be prepared to play the show, but on top Dang. of all that, on, on top of all that shit, be prepared to play the show. Be, be ready to go and do the best that you can possibly do. It doesn't matter if there are 500 people or five people watching you. Put on the show. Do the thing. You know? Um, Man, it sounds like a lot of work. Can I just be famous? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, right? There go. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, that's the world we live in, though, man. I mean, for sure. in all honesty, I mean... It's a meritocracy. Any, anyone and everyone can record something. That's it. Anybody and everyone can record something and, and, you know, make it sound like a million bucks on their computer. But not anyone and everyone can go put on a live show and make people feel something and want to come back and tell all their friends about it. I'm glad that you just said that because, as far as I know, you're sitting on a cajon right now. I am. And, <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark, you have a keyboard somewhere around here. It's behind me. Yeah. The uh, Samba button. Oh, the Samba button. Mm -hmm. Please turn on the Samba button real quick. <laughs> and then uh, Ian, he has a guitar because he plays guitar. And then we have microphones. And that means that uh, we have live music available to be played. So before we start playing that, because uh, we're going we're gonna to end it with the music. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Want to go over that thing again one more time? Yeah. Aristio said, uh, keep it doing your thing. <laughs> Dude, I haven't heard that in so long. Awesome. Lots of support coming through the uh, the Facebook airwaves. Uh, gentlemen, there's uh, lots of congratulations and support uh, from Aristio saying, hey, keep doing your thing. You guys rock. Um, remember, 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 if you do want to show up to December 22nd at uh, Stanley's Home for the Holidays event. It's an acoustic showcase with Paul Cawthon at 11 p.m., Blacktop Mojo at 10 p.m., Gabe and Hayden at 9 p.m., and Dustin Becker at 8 p.m., and other special guests. Then you're going to want to go to the Home for the Holidays event page, share that page, tag Brewing Community Live <coughs> and three friends, and you will be entered to win two tickets to the show plus $20 of barbecue from the best barbecue place in Texas, Stanley's barbecue that show's gonna sell out it's it, gonna sell out yeah. so Heck that yeah. means it's amazing it's amazing this is your chance to get those tickets not only i mean to get those tickets but for free we're gonna announce the winner tomorrow afternoon perfect tomorrow afternoon so you guys watching tomorrow afternoon we'll announce the winner we're gonna do it for the next every week up, up until that show so you yeah. have two more three more chances to win exactly but uh like yeah we'll brewing community live we'll leave it there thank you guys for tuning in doug what's the song called ian
Mark, thank you guys for joining us. Do you have a name? He sees. He sees. Thank you guys. Take us out. After this song, after this song, we got two ton for the music segment. Thank you to Keezian for doing that. Other than that, let's let's play the song. Jam. What is, is this thing like? Is this like the house over here? Yeah, we can hear you. It's a direction. You're good. You can switch. Okay. You can switch. No, I'm fine. Okay. Thank you guys for joining um yeah thanks for having us hey when when are y'all playing when, when are y'all playing thursday night tomorrow night nine to twelve at breakers every thursday at breakers nine to twelve yeah beautiful mm-hmm. thanks guys yeah